Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Black and Gold podcast for the 2021-22 year. My name is Ewan James and I am the Social Media Officer for Sportscom this year, as well as the host for the Black and Gold podcast. From the fairs to the freshers flu and everything in between, I'm sure we can all remember our freshers week. We can all recommend our favourite West Street bars, and it is of course Molly Malone's, by the way. Uh, but don't take our word for it, go out and experience it all for yourselves. Anyway, we're here to discuss everything related to sports in the University of Sheffield and what you should know about the year ahead, whether you're a fresher or a returning student. I'm joined by four very special guests. Firstly, our newly elected wellbeing and sports officer, Charlotte McGinley. So Charlotte, I know you have been busy throughout the summer preparing for the upcoming year, so what would you say you're most excited for? That is a very good question. Um, I think I'm just excited to see everyone returning to campus because it's been such a long time actually seeing students in person. I think today I've got a really good experience of it seeing people just in and around the SU and I think it's just nice to actually see people's faces rather than just through emails. And next up we have Alice Chibalat, Sportscom owns chair. How has sports been for you over the summer and how good will it be to be back competing in university sports? Yeah, it's been good over the summer. It's been a bit of a weird one, but um, returning from a placement year. So, um, yeah, I was in London on placement, so I didn't get much sport in at all while I was there. So it's good over summer to get back into it. And I'm very excited to get started at uni sport again uh, with the equestrian teams uh, to get everyone back on board and back into it. Yeah, we can't wait for that. And last but not least, we have Sport Sheffield Club Sport Manager Greg Unwin and Club Sport Officer Harry Preston. Considering how disrupted sport at Sheffield has been over the past 18 months, how much are you looking forward to seeing competitive sport return, as well as hopefully the first varsity since 2019? Yeah, so um, obviously, you know, having that 18 month period where we had no sport to a slight return to sport, where there was some sports that could compete, it's, um, it's really important for us to, to see people donning that black and gold again and going out and actually playing fixtures and, and, and fighting for, for wins and and everything else in between. So we're really excited for that to happen. And obviously Varsity being the beast that it is, we're, uh, we're putting all the plans in place now as we speak to ensure that we do everything we can to make sure that we get Varsity back up and running um, stronger than ever before. Yeah, what about, what about you, Harry? Well, same pretty much in terms of obviously it'd be great to have competitive sport back, but I think what lockdown showed kind of us from a staff point of view, but also probably the wider public is the power of sport and kind of how it's a vehicle to bring people together and kind of create those sporting communities, which I think people have been lacking the last couple of years. So uh, bringing back books or kind of wider sports in terms of events or trips is just going to be amazing to have students back on campus and compete for University of Sheffield. Yeah, massively. And I, for one, I'm looking forward to sports. So let's hope for an interrupted year this year. So with this being our first podcast of the year, we are here today to discuss the ins and outs of sport at Sheffield this year, as well as tips for freshers and how to deal with any mental health problems you may experience. To start with, we will be looking at the current climate with COVID and sport. So Greg and Harry, what are some of the steps Sport Sheffield have taken to ensure people's safety in sport, in sport in general, as well as Goodwin Sports Centre? Yeah, so we obviously work with the university to ensure that we're following the best practice where possible. We work with all the national and governing bodies um, to get their advice where and we can to ensure that what we are doing is as safe as we can. Uh, we, we do done and introduced COVID officers again this year. So each sports club will have their own individual COVID officer uh, that'll keep on track with everything uh, NGV specific. So there, there, there's rules and regs that have changed slightly in terms of travel. We, we keep in touch with the government guidance and we do everything that we can do. And we ask the students, you know, I think there's that air of vulnerability at the minute where you walk around campus and 
we've got everybody back it, it is a little bit makes people feel a little bit nervous but I think the students are doing everything that they can do to ensure that they can deliver sport in a safe environment um, and, and Harry's actually come over from and joined us from Hallam University uh, and Team Hallam uh, which he's been the club sport development officer over there for the past couple of years so I know that Harry's got some insight as well what's been going on over there and we'll be sharing best practice. Yeah, definitely the case. I guess from a sporting sense in Sheffield, it's just making sure that we're connected with our partners, with key stakeholders, ensuring that no matter where our students are competing, that everyone's sticking to the guidance and regulations. I think the most important thing for us as a university sporting department is being flexible and communicating well with the students and committees. So uh, if they have got any questions or the wider student body's got any questions, do get in touch with us and we can kind of Push, push them in the right direction to make sure they're uh, sticking to the right guidance. Yeah, perfect. And I'm pretty sure, coming from Hallam, we'll make sure you have a, a warm welcome, but make sure you are now in a better university. I did want to get to the later <laughs> on through the podcast. <laughs> um, and so, similarly, Charlotte, how are the SU and VAR officers looking to help sport research after so long? And, yeah, well, what, what are you hoping to achieve this year? I think, I mean, I've got a lot of goals for this year. I think a big thing is just making sure people feel comfortable going back into sport. I think it's been such a long time and for a lot of people, especially first and second years, there's a lot of a drop off in people practicing sport in sixth form and that will be like amplified even more the fact that we've had two COVID years. So I think it's just making sure people feel comfortable and accepted going into sport. And that's one of my big goals is dismantling the barriers to sport, which Come, I've got lots of different umbrellas under that, but like especially looking at liberation groups' voices being raised because I think as soon as you see people represent you within certain communities, you're more likely to get involved. So I think it's just doing things like that, just making sure people know that there's space for them. Yeah, and you mentioned there how some of the sixth formers probably won't have competed much at all recently. And how important will it be to make sure that those that haven't competed in so long get the right sort of atmosphere with sport in Sheffield? Well, I think we are doing well already. I think because we have Give It A Go programme, that's amazing. I think most, well, if not all clubs run Give It A Go, so anyone of any ability can go to these. And it means that if you haven't practised sport in a while or haven't done sport just in general, we can go to it and it's just beginner level for anyone to go and enjoy. Yeah, and I, I, when I, was, I just went to the SU just before we started recording this podcast and I spoke to a first year and they were like, what were some of the tips I could give them? And I said go to the sports fair and sign up for every give it a go you can because yeah. I remember personally when I was in first year I went and did baseball never done it before and it was one of my best experiences did you have a similar sort of experience yeah so I did do rowing before I went to uni and I did that from the age of 14 and I carried that on until second year of uni but then in my third year I did think that I was like I want to try another sport and so I went to the sports fair and I went up to I went up to a lot of different stands, but then I went to three different Give It A Goes, but after going to the Women's Rugby Give It A Go, I then stuck with that, and then I'm here now, still, <laughs> going into my sixth year in Sheffield. Yeah, and Alice, would you like to say something about how you're hoping that sports come and lead the resurgence of sport as well? Yeah, sure. So I think we're basically just sort of following up Charlotte's lead, um, and obviously trying to accomplish everything that she is striving towards, so... Uh, we're going to have a lot of campaigns throughout the year, um, sort of focusing on dismantling barriers into sport and showcasing people within sport, you know, um, sort of as as idols for those aspiring to get into sport or whatever. 
Um, and yeah, working with different clubs and making sure they're aware of what they need to do and anything they can improve um, to yeah, get as much participation in sport as possible. And you said there about the campaigns that we're going to be running throughout the year and we'll obviously have a bigger post about it soon, about the main campaigns, but would you like to run down a couple of them? Yeah, so I think the first one coming up is Black History Month. Uh, we also have This Girl Can, uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, um, a Mature Students Campaign, uh, Pride in Sport. You know, we're going to have a bit of everything and uh, we're sort of open to new things and um, pushing the boundaries as much as we can. Yeah, great. And finally for this section, for all four of you, what would you hope that this year is most remembered for? I'll start with Harry. Well, from coming over from Ireland, lack of varsity winning, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, so, uh, for me, in terms of uh, what this year's remembered for, I'd like it just to be kind of the recovery from COVID in terms of sport. Um, so, from a competitive element, but generally just amazing participation and amazing success stories. Obviously, varsity being included. Obviously. Uh, Charlotte? I think it's just the like resurgence of the black and gold community. I think we sh- we saw that it wasn't really, it didn't really go during COVID, but I think it's just seeing it in person again. I think it was really clear, especially as soon as COVID started, how like close-knit and how amazing the community was because everyone just basically got together and started doing different charity fundraising things rather than kind of not engaging in any sport at all. We did what we could throughout yeah. the first, second and third lockdowns. Yeah, and massively, I remember doing COVID, there was a massive amount of charity work that went on. What was, it was men's football that raised a good, about a good thousand pounds doing... Well... And well, um, long <laughs> well, um, I remember during November, well, November, um, men's rugby union and men's cricket raised almost £20,000 between them. Men's cricket raised over £10,000 and men's rugby union raised just under £10,000. And then during, during November in total, we raised almost £50,000 just through the sports clubs. And as soon as COVID started, that was when some um, clubs were meant to be going to do sports um, away trips. And they ended up doing certain fundraising events which covered the distance. And I think in amongst them, that raised about £10,000 in itself. But yeah, there was, there was loads of different ones. And yeah, any, any sort of uh, amount that was raised, whether it be thousands or a couple of hundred quid, was massively essential in for charity fundraising for the sports throughout the year. Um, Greg, would you like to add anything? Yeah, no, so just to echo what everybody said really, is that I think we, we we want everybody to come back, but I don't think we ever went away. I think like I said, we were doing everything online that we could do, the communities were there, the Zoom sessions, the charity raising, the elections of the new committees and everything else in between was still happening behind the scenes. And I think that's just a testament to, to the staff and the students and the committees and everybody else that made that happen. For me now, it's that visual, I want to sort of end this year with some real good stats and some real good memories in terms of being able to then support the students moving forward again and, and sort of giving people that full year's worth of experience to, to hand over. I, I'm genuinely really excited that this will be sort of the best year that we've had during my time here at Sport Sheffield. Yeah, and no, I would you like to round off a section. Yeah, again, just agreeing with what everyone else has said, you know, uh, getting people back out competing, getting people trying new sports and just widening participation as much as possible. Perfect. And in the next section, we will be discussing the freshers' memories of our four guests and some tips and tricks to keep in mind. 
Son of Alice, when you first moved to Sheffield, what would you say was, was the first aspect you noticed of university and the city as a whole from a sporting perspective? Um, I think just that there was so much on offer here, um, you know, so many different sports clubs and they were so sort of well developed, you know, there was lots of give it a go sessions, they were open to complete beginners as well as, you know, really successful competitors competing in lots of different sports. So, yeah, and I think Sheffield itself is a great city for sports with, you know, we have the peaks on our doorstep um, and there's just so much available to us here. So, yeah, I love it. Yeah, we definitely got to go out exploring plenty of times with the amount of sport we have available. Um, would you say that you had any regrets? Because you mentioned then about give it a goes. Would you say that if you were to go back and speak to your first yourself, would there something you'd be you'd give them advice to do? Yeah, I think yeah, definitely. I would have loved to have a go at something new because as it was, you know, I've ridden most of my life. So when I came to uni, I was just going to the equestrian club, and I always knew I wanted to do that. Um, but I would have loved to try something new um, and I'm thinking of trying something new this year even in my final year uh, but yeah as a fresher I definitely wish I'd, I'd have tried something. Um, so yeah you mentioned there about how you wish you'd done stuff in third uh, from instead of in third year in your first year that still doesn't mean that you can't join something like I'm still thinking of joining something new Alice is thinking of that as well would you say it still recommend um, recommend this? Because I know Helen, who we spoke to on this upcoming podcast about the mature students, how she wants to get rid of a stigma behind uh, old students joining. Would you recommend those people to also be looking for new sport if they want? No, def- yeah, definitely. Um, oh, that's what I mean. That's why I was like, <laughs> I'm glad about the journey I went on because I think I enjoyed it even more joining in my third year. I think... It was like a massive release getting to go out and play rugby. Um, but yeah, honestly, if you want to try something new, just don't feel like you have to stick to something. I think that's something I was really happy I did in third year, just tried, tried out women's rugby and really enjoyed it. Yeah, and obviously, so refreshers will be literally on the second or third day here. So would you say that there's a specific trick or a tip that you would give them to just go out and enjoy themselves, sort of thing? Is that socially or just in Both. general? <laughs> um, I think don't put too much pressure on yourself, especially in the first week, because I think a lot of people feel like you have to make friends immediately. And if you're not getting along with people straight away, that you're not going to settle into uni. But I remember I ended up speaking to probably like 50 different people on my course before I like found a set group of friends. And I think you just shouldn't put pressure on yourselves to get that type of group straight away because you're going to meet so many different people and I think yeah just go out and enjoy the time that you have at the moment. <laughs> yeah and so Greg and Harry you both have more unique standpoints sort of thing compared to Alice and uh, Charlotte so obviously Harry you came from Harlem so you've got that experience there. Greg you've been a sports Sheffield for a couple of years now. Um, how would you say Greg um, that freshers week in a way has evolved since you first started yeah so I'd like to say this, I've been here now for this is my 14th year at Sports Sheffield um, do you know what I'd like to say that lots have changed but it's not the fundamentals are still the same you know we've got our sports fair our clubs and, and societies are, are really inclusive the, there's an opportunity to do give it a go and everything else in between I think the the thing that's changed most is the variety that we've, we've managed to, to pull forward and, and how many sessions we do have on and how many clubs that we we have managed to um, to attain? So I, again, I think the the fundamentals are there. It's just the the vehicles changing that the students are leading that march now, and, and it's really refreshing to see. Do you know how many clubs we have? We have fifty seven individual sport clubs. Yeah, um, and then the, the the SU obviously support 
over 350 societies who also get involved in sport, not just through club sport, but through campus leagues as well. So plenty of variety then. Plenty of variety. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Harry, obviously I don't want to keep going on about your past, <laughs> dark and seedy past, but yeah. um, how have you seen the difference between Hallam Freshers and um, University of Sheffield? Obviously you, it's only quite quite new right now. But... Yeah, well, obviously that, that every university will approach Freshers differently, but like Greg just said, the fundamentals remain the same. So um, I've had the pleasure and experience of a fair few Freshers weeks over my years, both as a student and as a staff member. but. Uh, for me, the main sort of things I've taken away from those weeks is it's a chance for you to reinvent yourself necessarily. So you've come away from home for the first time predominantly as an 18 year old or mature student potentially as well. Um, and for you, for you coming to Sheffield, you don't know what to expect. Um, and this is where I think sport plays such a pivotal role. It's a great chance to meet those friendships and those communities which you never thought about joining to begin with. So like you said around, you think about joining a new sport this year. Um, attending those give it a goes that you signed up for at sports fair um, the 350 societies Greg just mentioned like the opportunities are endless and I know Alice mentioned around how Sheffield's uh, sort of a perfect environment that with the peaks and everything on your doorstep so although we're really advocating for University of Sheffield here in the SU and everything Sheffield externally is just as good as well so um, like I said although I have come from Hallam and I did try and keep that quiet before Greg <laughs> mentioned it um, like I said the concept of what Freshers Week means for people I think remains the same yeah, and you said there about how moving away and it's such a big experience and we will get on this later on with how the pressures can be there and how it may affect mental health so we'll mention that in the next section but from a non-student standpoint do you have any tips or tricks between the two of you let's start with Harry first um i think for me is goes back to sort of your personal professional like sort of the way you conduct yourself so treat people as if you would like to be treated. I know that goes back to what your probably mum and dad would say to you when you're younger. Um, and I don't mean to say that from a staff point of view, but genuinely you never know who you could meet or how they could imp- influence you going forward. So um, let's say at sports fair, I came across you guys as committee members or sports committee. I wouldn't know that unless I saw a presence or a marketing sort of element to that. So if I'm about to sign up with a question, but I met up with Alice five minutes early asking the questions of where to go to, I need to make sure that I'm putting across a good sort of uh, presence and that I'm conducting myself in the way that a member of a club should do. Um, so in terms of tips going forward from a staff point of view, just enjoy yourself. If I'm honest, like you won't really get this chance again as well. So make the most of opportunities and kind of give it your all. Yep. And Greg, I suppose you echo the same. Yeah, similar. So uh, it's strange because I never went to university. Although I came on what was part of the outreach um, project. So as as a, as a young fifteen year old school kid, I came and, and spent a weekend at University of Sheffield on that project. Now, on that project, we did uh, mechanical engineering, we did some team building exercise, we did everything other than sport. And I went home and just said, absolutely not for me. University life is not for me. Biggest regret I've ever made. And I think now we work with the outreach team and put that on as part of the project. And Charlotte did some work over the summer uh, and run some touch rugby sessions. I just genuinely think that's so inspiring. And so for me, it's that being able to, to get that on, on the radar for, for, the, for those, co- uh, those 15 year olds as well that are coming back. But I'm Sheffield born and bred, it's my city, I'm proud of it. I think sometimes you forget how big the city is and what's going on around the area. So my, my, my advice would just be go and explore, just go and find out every nook and cranny about Sheffield, because whether it's Kellam Island or whether it's Sheffield United, 
there, there's something for everybody and it's a really welcoming city. Yeah, and my tip will be use the buses because as a student you get a £1 student discount and it is great. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so how do you hope to ensure that the freshers can get the best of a first year at Sheffield considering how disruptive the past 18 months have been? Um, either of you can take this question. How do you ensure they've had a good God, that's a hell of a question that. Um, I think from our point of view as a service is that communication. So obviously we're um, we're in a privileged position where we've got amazing committee members across, like Greg said, the 57 odd clubs um, who are acting on behalf of us as a service. And me and Greg and the rest of the Sports Sheffield team are there to ensure that they've got the support um, that they can carry out their roles. But in terms of those committee members, it's run by students for students. And I think um, as long as they know how to carry out their roles and kind of um, to make sure that everyone has a good time, look out for the welfare of students, which I know we'll cover shortly. Um, I think everyone will have a good time while they're at University of Sheffield. Yep, perfect. And anything else? Exactly what Harry said. <laughs> I know what he said. Uh, okay, so in this penultimate section, we'll be looking at how to protect your mental health whilst at university. So moving to university can be a hard time for everybody and not everyone deals with it the same way. Some people can take it in their stride but some people can really struggle, especially moving to a new city and as we've been saying over the past 18 months it's been so disruptive with Covid. Um, so one of the great initiatives of a university set up is Nightline where it's run every night from 8pm to 8am I believe it is. And it's a student-led organisation where you can just call up and have a chat with a student about any problems you have in. But it's not the only society we have. Um, uh, would someone like to discuss the um, other sort of societies, Charles, maybe? Different societies? Uh, we've got so many different support services. But yeah, Nightline runs um, yeah 8pm till 8am. And it's completely non-advisory and they're just there to talk to you if you need. And they're yeah, completely student-led, which is amazing. We've also got so many different support services. I don't know if I could keep listing all of them in the podcast. Um, student access to mental health services, I think, is one which most students are aware of. And I think it's one which helped me when I was at uni. I mean, I still am at uni, but <laughs> as a student, um, yeah. And we've also got, like, the Advice Centre. It's amazing. That's in the SU. But if you want any support services I'd say go on to my go on to my pages and you can find like a leaflet there which has a whole like host of all the services that you'd need and there's, there's also links on the um, sportscom uh, link tree as well which is on our Instagram and Facebook pages so if you could if you want to use that as well that is available um, but there's also how important sport could be for someone's mental health because I know a lot of people have said how sports save them and all that stuff and with covid just basically flatlining everything it's taken a lot of it's it's hurt a lot of people mentally and it's unfortunate that's happened but now with the return we hope that that can be massively reduced so alice just how important can sport be mental health wise yeah i think it's vital really uh, for me it has been you know you have um obviously you have sort of friends that you live with you have your friends on your course but then it's good to have another group of people sort of outside of that where you can just talk about sport or anything you don't have to talk about your course or uni in general you can just have a bit of escapism and um, it's just I've met some of my closest friends through sport at uni um, and just for me being outdoors obviously horse riding just being in the outdoors and everything is just a great boost boost to me uh, it just takes my mind off things 
Um, it's been really helpful for me through uni when I've been finding things hard or I've just got a lot on. Um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend people just give it a go and you might find something that's a great help to you in times of need. And at times there's that sort of change of scenery where you may be around the same people day in, day out and sometimes just speaking to people you may not see every day but every so often can be uh, sort of relieving in a way. So from Sport Sheffield perspective, how important is it for sport for mental health wise? Yeah, I mean, it, it's massively important. We, we get, again, up to 4,000 club sport members uh, each year. So to, to sort of lose that over the past 18 months is, is, is took a, took its toll. I think, you know, like I said, we saw the resurgence of, of even in kids now with the Joe Wicks weekly podcast and, and whatnot. It's it's just proven that sport, physical activity as well is, is, is extremely important, um, especially for well-being. And we, we do stuff as staff as well. Throughout the lockdown period, we were doing staff meetings and we were going on staff walks. And as soon as we were able to meet up in groups of six, we were doing stuff together. Uh, as Alice said, you know, you, you've got your you've got your your normal friends, your student friends, and everything else in between. But your sporting friends are just that little bit different, and you really look forward to going out and seeing them. And sometimes that first step, just to get out of the door to 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 have a chuck your your trackies on to go for a run, is is the hardest part. But once you pass that, it, it becomes even more enjoyable, and you, and you start to remember. This is what I did it for. That that feeling, of, sort of that re- release, and that that friendship circle is is really important. Yeah, and I guess like sport has connotations that your first sort of impulse is that it just benefits you physically. Uh, I think what lockdown and kind of the subsequent sort of activities that Charlotte mentioned around the clubs doing physical activities to raise money to their tour destinations or kind of places like that just shows how. Um, Kind of, well, like I said, lockdown can benefit you mentally as well. Sort of the physical um, activity, being part of groups has kind of brought people together with those challenges and those activities. Um, I think for me, um, for some people, that is my thoughts are that sport can actually be a turn off and so that word. So physical activity, which has really come to light through this whole COVID period and subsequently will be through the likes of social sport, campus leagues and the give it a goes that clubs are offering. I think it's going to be crucial going forward. Um, because like you said you'll meet those like-minded people those conversations you wouldn't necessarily have with a housemate or a course mate um, so in terms of going forward I think it's going to be massive yeah and one of the things that I always look forward to personally which was in my first year was the sort for so, uh, sports socials with Raw uh, so we did it every uh, week uh, sorry we did it bi-weekly with baseball and it was one of the things one of my highlights of the week I was looking forward to because we'd go to West Street and we'd have a good night out and you may pay for it the next day, um, but obviously that's not the, that's one of the, that's one of the um, side parts of being on a social. It's not all about drinking, it's about uh, interaction with people and just how important can those socials be from to students, so to say. Alice? Yeah, definitely. They're, they're sort of a way to sort of get to know your teammates better as well in, in sport, like the other people in your club, because um, it's sort of a time where you can just be, you know, relax together, you're not competing, you're not training. Um, so yeah, they're really important and we welcome all, all people, you know, whether you're drinking or not. Uh, we have lots of different kinds of socials, but obviously we go to Roar a lot. Um, and it's a great place to meet people from other sports teams as well. Um, yeah, I definitely um, have many fond memories. <laughs> I feel like I just end up echoing exactly what you just said, <laughs> um, especially from my point of view with rowing and rugby I think a lot of the time you end up training and seeing the people that you compete with so then it's nice meeting people outside of let's say your team or your boat 
and also just getting to know other sports clubs as well because I think it's one of the times that you do get to meet a lot of other people especially once you get to bar one because everyone kind of congregates there but I think it's just making sure everyone does that in like a safe fun way is what I want to like continue doing especially like with women's rugby we make sure that at least three people on committee aren't drinking during social so you make sure that everyone feels included yeah massively like I said it's not all about drinking it's all about the taking part and making sure that everyone has a good time and just remember it was nice fondly and to round off this section what is the one tip that you would give any freshers or any people that may be struggling with their mental health about sport and it can just be a quick sentence so um Greg would you like to start yeah, um, so so mine would be uh, don't feel alone. Go go and seek those services and, and, and open up and speak to the relevant people. Yeah, I think you just nailed that on the head. To be fair, like in terms of um, it's coming forward, like speak about it. Don't think you're on your on your own when um, you're dealing with issues like this. Yeah, I think obviously echo that, and then also just put yourself out there with you know uh, sporting friends or family or whatever. Just um, open up to people and, and try and you know get to know new people and everything and um, you might find someone that's really helpful to you. I think again probably <laughs> echoing what everyone said but most people are probably feeling how you're feeling. I think a lot of people think that they're on their own and how they're feeling but you're not. I think there's probably someone else having yeah. the exact same. And yeah that's a perfect way to just round it off just to say that no matter what you aren't alone you will someone will be there for you so please just speak out and there's plenty of services and if not all of the sports committee I know our mesh is always open as well as sports share field so if you have nowhere else to turn please just turn to us. And to round off our first podcast we're going to be looking at our guest goals for you. So from a sports share field goal it's obviously getting sport back on and ensuring that everything goes smoothly. But is there any other sort of smaller goals that you're aiming for this year? For me, it's, well, obviously coming into the role in terms of just starting now, um, hopefully looking to increase participation. So Greg alluded to in terms of having roughly about 4,000 members. Why can't we get up to 8,000? I'm not saying that is doable or achievable, but is any goal supposed to be that achievable? So, set the bar high. Exactly. So set the bar high. Um, just working with clubs in terms of their development, see what other pathway opportunities they could do. So introducing development teams, could we do better pathways with social sport, for instance? So um, looking on a club-by-club -club basis and see what strategy you can work with. Maybe it's a three-year plan, maybe it's a one-year plan, who knows? Yeah, and Greg, coming into your 14th year, you've obviously got <laughs> probably with similar goals from when you started, but is there any sort of ones that are more specific to this year? Yeah, so I, I suppose for me, it's, um, it's not necessarily about this year, it's about looking forward. So it's working with with all the staff members to, to set that sort of three-year plan, five-year plan, um, where do we sit, what what can we do, how much more can we do with what we've got and making everything stretch, but also really push the boundaries as well, really get stuck into um, into the university to find out, you know, how, how invested in sport are they, what services can we do, what can we put on, but most importantly, con consulting with our students, finding out what, what they want is the most important thing uh, without that, without that consultation piece, we, we you know we're, we're guessing, um, so it's about interacting and, and speaking to Charlotte as the student voice and making sure that we're getting that feedback and then we can put sort of the the data to to, to good use moving forwards. Yeah, and Alice as the chair of Sportscom, what are some of the goals for us as a group as well as your own personal ones? 
Yeah, I think I'm just really looking to run really successful, inclusive campaigns, get as many people involved as we can, uh, and support all the clubs in, in widening participation and achieving their own goals as well. Perfect. And Charlotte, you've obviously just been elected in as the Sports and Wellbeing Officer, and you've also got your own manifesto that you'd like to implement, but are there more goals on top of that that you'd like to, to sort of fulfil? Well, I mentioned earlier about one of my biggest goals is to dismantle the barriers to sport, but another big goal on my agenda is getting more appreciation for sport within academia, because I think a lot of the time, and I feel like a lot of sports people can nod to this, the fact that not always, and it depends on what department, appreciate when you are getting involved in sport and even asking whether you're involved in something outside of just doing uni work or like what your job plans are for the future. I think it's making sure people, and especially higher education at University of Sheffield, recognise how important it is to do things outside of higher education. <laughs> so yeah, that's one of my big goals, is to get more appreciation for sport within academia. So I think I'll round off our podcast for this uh, for today. And so thank you for joining us for the debut episode of a Black and Gold podcast for 2021-22. I'd like to thank our guests, Charles McGinley, Alice Sipilat, uh, Harry Preston and Greg Unwin. We hope you enjoy your first week as a fresher, that you have a good time, but not too good of a time, and you kickstart your life as a university student the way you had hoped. And don't forget, you are now a part of a Black and Gold army. See you again.